This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Father, we just thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence in this room right now and, and the blanket of peace that you have just put over us right now. I just feel like there are some of you here who came kind of scattered and that he swaddled you. He just swaddled you. And so, Father, we thank you for the swaddle of your love and of your peace and of your goodness and of your faithfulness and of your kindness, of your patience, your patience that has its work in us. We just thank you for that, Father God. And Holy Spirit, I just put everything that I've prepared right before you, and I give you permission to do whatever. And I thank you for it. And I thank you that um, we all just purpose in our hearts to open up our hearts to what you have to say. So Father, if that means that from my mouth to somebody's ears you have to flip words around in the airwaves, I just thank you that you do that. So that everybody goes home having heard what they came in faith to hear, and in faith to get from you. In Jesus' name. So good evening. How are you guys? I don't know where Craig went, but and Daniel, but that was amazing. Thank you. So, um, like um, Kevin said, when he led prayer, Pastor Kathy um, had an opportunity to go visit Marianne and David. Well, they're actually out of town. She's taking care of the kids. Um, so she's really struggling at the beach right now. Pray for her. <laughs> no, but we miss her dearly. Um, but she asked me to take the meeting, and um, I'm super honored to do it. So... Rafa really set us up um, last night for um, last night, last Wednesday, for what um, I was going to talk about, and I, I think it's so cool when the Holy Spirit seems to kind of build something, you know. And then um, today, um, during prayer before the service, what Matt brought kind of was in this too. So it was good for me because it gave me a little bit of a, a confidence that um, I'm going in the right direction. And that's always good. So um, last week I feel like Rafa opened a door. Um, actually, he stepped through a door that I feel is open right now in the spirit realm. And, um, and he walked through it, and I'm walking through it. And I want to invite you guys to walk through it with us. Okay? Um, I believe that the door that is really open right now is a door of healing. And I believe that what the Holy Spirit wants to do right now is that actually what he's doing right now is he's inviting us to go deeper and further. And he's highlighting within our hearts anything that would become a stumbling block to get us or keep us rather from fully stepping into and becoming who he intended us to be and to fulfill our divine purpose and to be able to stand in this Kairos moment in time the way that he intended for us to stand, to influence the people that he intended for us to influence and to make the changes on earth as they are in heaven that he intended for us to make. And um, and I feel like um, what Rafa did is it's not going to be the same for all of us, but it's a good picture of a of a of a it's a good picture of a pattern. Um, you know, he he was minding his own business. He was working on ceiling tiles. <laughs> he was in here minding his own business, doing his job, working on ceiling tiles. 
and he encountered something. And at that moment in time, it wasn't, you know, like when you're, I mean, like, like we work here in church, but we have jobs, yeah. you know, and we have to get things done and there are things that we have to produce and there are deadlines we have to meet. And so it could have been really easy for him to be like all the rest of us being on a task and be like, okay, God, um, yeah, I'll do it. I will. I'll meet with you on that. You know, like I'll put it on the back burner and I'll do it. But he didn't. He got down off the ladder, went and sat in a chair and had a conversation. And in that conversation, the Holy Spirit took him back to a place that really wasn't super great. You know, and maybe he, you know, could have been a place in his heart that he would have avoided. But he brought it, Holy Spirit brought it to the light. He's the one who has that flashlight in our little hearts. And he knows the perfect time to eliminate something. And he did that for Rafa. And Rafa took the time, that just special Holy Spirit time, and processed it out with him. And he got freedom. And then we reaped the benefit of his freedom. So it was freedom multiplied. Because that's what happens. When we're obedient and we walk into the freedom that the Holy Spirit has set before us, then we create this wake behind us where people don't even have to work as hard as we do. They just get to come into our wake and begin to experience their freedom. That's called inheritance. Okay? And that's what he did. And, and so with what has been happening with me recently... I, it just really opened the door. So we're going to continue in that flow. So what I'd like to invite you to do right now, I really feel like right now, like I said, there's, you can call it whatever you want, open heaven, a season, an open door, whatever. But it really what it is is an invitation. Because God never forces us. He never pushes. He leads. And he puts before us invitations. Like how many of you guys had a few opportunities before you got born again to get born again? Yeah. You know, but, but a lot of times we're like afraid or we don't know what we're doing. We don't want to get into it. We're afraid we're going to have to give up. And so we kind of back up from the invitation. So this is an invitation. And here's the thing. If you're not ready to take the invitation, open it up, read it, and say, yeah, I'm going. I'm going to RSVP, yes. He's going to be okay because that invitation is going to stay there until you're ready. Because that's what love does. And that's what a father does. The provision is always there for when the person is ready to receive. So he's not shoving it down your throat. Okay? It's an invitation. His heart is open, and all he's saying is, I invite you to trust me as your dad, as your Savior, as your Lord, as your Holy Spirit, to open up your heart, risk. All of us have stuff. There's nobody in here who doesn't have stuff. So sorry. So let him go into our hearts with his little flashlight. He knows better than we do what we're ready to look at. He knows where we are. And let him shine the light. And then we're probably going to look at it and be like, not that. What about this? And he'll be like, no, not that yet. And let him shine the light and then say, okay, I trust you. This might hurt, but I trust you. So I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you're there and you're in agreement, just say amen. Amen. And then intentionally do whatever you do to come before the Father with an open heart. I visualize things. So I visualize my heart open. (laughs) I visualize a flashlight. 
(laughs) you might just need to say yes. But do whatever you do. So Father, we thank you that you are so good that you don't want us to be carrying around hurts from the past, experiences, lies that we believe because we got the wrong information. Father, we, don't, we know that you don't want us to carry those things around, and we love you for it. So we give you permission. We open up our hearts to illuminate the things that you know we're ready to let go of, even if we don't think we are, because you're a good father. And so we trust you to shine the light on these things, and we trust you to let us know what the process to root it out and to replace it with truth and love and light in Jesus' name. So this is one, um, I was listening to Mark Sharona, and this is one of the things that kind of also, there's been a lot of things that have been confirmations to me, but he said, what we bury alive stays alive. And if it's buried and alive, we just, what's it? Craig talked about that he went to Luray Caverns, and in the rocks, a tree was growing. Because, obviously, someone had dropped a seed, right? But then there was a light on it. And so, in the cavern, there was a tree growing. So, what's buried alive is still alive, Right? So I think that we can all really pretty much agree that right now the entire world is in transition. A lot of it you may not like, some of it you may like, but the thing is is there's a lot of shifting going on. In just about every, we're going to talk Christianese, on every mountain, there's just a lot of shifting going on. There's shifting going on in governments. There's shifting going on in education. Shifting going on in the business world. Shifting, just shifting everywhere. There's everything just seems to be in transition. It's going from one place to another place. And what the Holy Spirit's been talking to me about is that transition is a catalyst. It's not the end. And what I believe it's a catalyst to is that it is a catalyst for the Holy Spirit to accomplish His purpose, which I believe is individual metamorphosis. Because transition is external. Right? A catalyst is external. But metamorphosis is internal. And what transition does is it takes away stability. And so we're always like looking, what can I hold on to? How can I ground myself again? How can I become stable? And a lot of times we try to hold on to the things that we've held on to in the past, but they don't seem to work in the current Right? And so in comes the Holy Spirit, who, (laughs) you know, he takes advantage of every situation. (laughs) And he starts to shine the light on that thing that's making us feel so unstable. Because change is a constant. And change is happening really fast right now. And him being a really, really good, good father, he wants us rooted and grounded in truth and in love and in faith as these changes come. Because he doesn't want believers on the earth as this change comes to be the ones that are going, <laughs> He wants us to be the rock because he's the rock. And we carry the rock and we're the ones with truth. And so in this season, for his purpose, for the church to be the ones to bring heaven on earth, for his purpose to be able to fulfill our call 
that to have dominion and subdue, we don't subdue people, we subdue the demonic, we need to be stable. So all those things on the inside of us, all, there could be buttons that the enemy could push to make us feel unstable. He's just like, hey, you ready to give that up? Because I got some stuff for you to do. I got some people for you to touch. And I have some doors I want to open for you. I have some rooms I want you to walk into and speak. So I looked up the definition of both transition and metamorphosis, but I'm going to move a little bit quicker because of time. So metamorphosis means in the dictionary, a profound change in form from one state to the next in the life history of an organism. When I got born again, there was a profound change. Okay? And that's, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation, never seen before on the earth. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. But then it goes on to say, a complete change in appearance, character, and circumstance. When my mind is renewed, because when I came in, my mind wasn't renewed. I was just born again, but I didn't know anything. I didn't even really know. I knew what happened, but I didn't even get what happened. I just know I was feeling really, really heavy, and now I was feeling really, really light. But I had no idea what happened. I just felt good. Okay, But little by little, desires that I had had before, I didn't have. Because there was a change that took, took um, effect on the inside of me. I changed. But my mind, my soul, my habits, my emotions, it took a while, and it's still taking a while for them to catch up with what happened to me spiritually. And some of those things that the Holy Spirit flashlights, you know, that's the sanctification process where he's conforming us into his image. Right? So then, listen to what else it says about metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is a complete change of form, structure, or substance, 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 as transformation, get this, this is the dictionary, by magic or witchcraft. We could add, or the supernatural Holy Spirit. Because isn't that magic and witchcraft is just the supernatural on the demonic side? So let's read it from, for us. Metamorphosis, a complete change of form, structure, or substance as transformation by the Holy Spirit and the power of God. Yeah, but isn't it interesting that it, I mean, even though it gives credit to it on the dark side, it gives credit to the supernatural, to the unseen realm. Interesting, huh? So, I believe that the invitation to step into healing and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to do things within us is because, like I said, in transition there's instability. Instability a lot of times causes us to lean to our own understanding. It causes us to look at how can I protect myself because I don't feel protected. So we build walls, or we use anger, or we don't step out in faith. We, 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 go, we hide in our cave. We stay home, like we did with COVID. We got afraid. We stayed home. Okay? And I'm not, I'm not saying be crazy. Okay? COVID is real. COVID's a virus. We have to use wisdom, but we don't need to be afraid. The other thing we can do is that we begin to reach out for things that comfort us. We separate our hearts from God and we begin to reach out to the tangible things that can easily comfort us. 
you know, so like I'm a recovering drug addict and alcoholic. So I could be tempted to go to liquor store because if I take a couple drinks, well, it changes how I feel about things. Or somebody who has a porn issue can start going into porn because what does porn do? Porn comforts. Or somebody who is a shopaholic, guess what they would do? They're going to go with Katie to Target. <laughs> and they're going to buy all the Magnolia stuff. <laughs> so see, it's when we separate our hearts because we're not stable and rooted and grounded and we have things in there, that's when we could say, the act of what we would call sin is going to happen. It's not the act that comes first. It's the heart issue. The heart issue follows. Our trust and our faith in him, and then after that comes the act. We always want to go and be like, don't do that, that's sin, rather than going to somebody and going, you know, right couple of weeks or so before all that you decided to do that, what was going on in your heart? And even when we fall into bad patterns, that's what we need to do. Like the Holy Spirit, show me what was going on in my heart that I wasn't even aware of. Right? So, I found myself in that place. (laughs) I'm going to be super transparent here, and I'm going to share some prophetic words that the Lord has given me for my life. They may apply to you. They may not apply to you. Most of them happened a while ago, because this has been a process of about a year I've been in. So some of them are old, and you'll be like, well, that's not fresh revelation, but no, but it's my revelation. Thank you. (laughs) But... um, It started... I started becoming aware of it. The flashlight... Flashlight went in. At least I was, the flashlight was probably there before, but I wasn't aware of it because that's how good God is. This probably could have all not happened this way if I would have been aware of the flashlight. Okay, but I was aware when I was aware. Okay, no condemnation. Rafa read Romans eight, and I'm believing it. Okay, so <laughs> so I, t- I took the kids out, my grandkids out um, for lunch, and um, for whatever reason, uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm pretty easy going. And, um, but I was on them like white on rice. Everything they did, they would do something. And I was like, what am I doing? I've caught myself. What am I doing? This isn't me. What's going on here? So I breathed and I was like, Holy Spirit, what's going on here? And all of a sudden I felt the atmosphere and, and I was in Alexandria and I feel like the closer you get to DC, the heavier it gets. If you haven't been to D.C., but if you have, you know what I'm talking about. And so I thought it was the atmosphere that I was kind of contending with. And, and once I kind of know something, then I can be like, okay, I'm not partnering with that. you know. So it all ended well for the kids. <laughs> I, they still love me. And... But then, a couple of days later, I went to my mom's house. And my mom and I have a really good relationship at this point in our lives. Hasn't always been that way, but God's good. And um, I was was walking out, and she was walking behind me, and she's talking. She talks me to the car. (laughs) And... um, and she's talking, and she said something. I don't even remember what it was she said, but I kind of whipped around. And my mom went, because it's not like me. And, um, and I just, it's like the Holy Spirit kind of arrested me. I said, just leave. And so I said, Mom, I, I just got to go. I just got to go. And so I got in the car and I went. I went about a block down the road. I pulled over to the curb and I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, what's going on? Like, I know I just really hurt my mom. And I really, I actually hurt, I am hurting right now on the inside. I don't even know why. What the heck is going on? And he said to me, you're so angry. But you know, he said it like this, he said, you're so angry. 
And I was like, I don't feel angry. You know, like when I'm angry, I know I'm angry. I didn't feel angry. And so I said, what am I angry about, Lord? And he showed me like dominoes, like this, about 12 things that all had like a title. And they just fell. And as they were falling, like he was doing it in such a way that I could read them. And I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, that one too. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. So I went off and I did what I had to do. And on, on the way back, I was praying in the spirit. Back, my parents and I live in Dominion Valley. They live on the Regency side. I live on the Dominion Valley side. And on the way back, I was praying, and um, I wanted to go and apologize to my mom. I just did not feel good about it at all. And um, so I was praying on the way back, and I was like, Lord, you know, what do I say? How do I say it? How do I make this better? How do I reconnect? How do I reconcile this? And, um, and he said, tell her what just happened. So I went to her and I told her, and I said, I'm really, really sorry. What just happened had nothing to do with you. It was all me. And um, it kind of shocked me, and I had to stop and talk to the Holy Spirit. And he told me I was really angry, and I didn't even know I was angry. And then my mom said, you know, what are you angry about? And I told her, and I'm not going to tell you right now because that's the rest of my story. <laughs> Otherwise, we could all just go home. <laughs> but what was very interesting was that the reason I was angry has to do with the way God built me and with what's been going on in the world, this transition. And how it's happened, and how I internalized it, and how I have interpreted it, and what I have done with it internally. And so I kind of explained all that to my mom, and it was crazy because she said, I know you, and I know the way you're built, and I can see that. So what ended up being something that was me hurting my mom ended up with her giving me a blessing that she had never given me before because she let me know that she saw me in a way that she had never expressed to me before that she saw me. And so it became just a real place of knitting together. And that's what I think God wants to do right now. That we always say what the enemy intends for harm, God will use for good. And I really feel that right now, those things on the inside of us, whether they were hurts from our past, from our childhood, they were abuses that came, or they were lies, untruths that we believe that we picked up along the way in school, from our family, whatever. He wants to get those things out so that we can connect with ourselves, we can connect with other people, and we can connect more with him. The purpose of the metamorphosis is that we can stand as sons on the earth, knowing what our identity is in Christ, and living from that place, knowing that we're well-loved, that we start and we finish everything we do with God's A-plus and his blessing, that we don't have to work for it. So here's my work in Jesus' name, but that will get done by nine o'clock. Okay, so here's my process. In 2020, it began very full of hope. 
I was full of hope. I felt hope in the air. I felt that 2020 was going to be a new season. I got words from the Lord. I read words from the Lord. 2020 is going to be amazing. 2020 is two tens, the number of completion and fulfillment. And, and that was it. And the word the Lord had given me personally, I always get a word and a couple scriptures from the Lord. I sit down with him and get those in, in December. And the word he had given me was fulfillment. Fulfillment. I was ready for 2020. The scripture he had given me was, if any man is in Christ, he is... No, that's not the one he gave me. The one he gave me was, um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things will be added unto you. That's a scripture I know. So I kind of wiped it off the whiteboard of my mind, and I went and, and made it fresh to myself. The other thing he gave me was 1 Chronicles 12.32. And that basically says, it's talking about the sons of Vishakar, and it says that they understood the seasons and the times, and they knew what to do. They knew what Israel ought to do. I had no idea who the sons of Vishakar were. I mean, I kind of did. They were like one of the tribes of Israel, and, you know, there was a little bit that I knew, but I learned a lot about them in that process. And I wanted it. I love the prophetic. I love the prophetic. I love encouraging people in the prophetic. I love developing people in the prophetic. I believe that we're all prophetic. I love the prophetic. And so here, listen to what I learned real quick from the sons of Ishakar. They could discern what God was doing and when he was doing it. They knew when one move of God was ending and when another was beginning. I wanted that for this season. They could discern when a leader was falling and when another leader was rising. I wanted that. They could even tell you who the next leader should be. They knew who to follow and when to follow them. They knew the word of God and they were full of wisdom. I wanted all of that. Like, yes. So I was super, super excited about 2020. You know, and I, you know, and I, I was ready to kind of go to the school of the Holy Spirit between me and him, and I really wanted to understand the seasons and the times, and I wanted to know what to do. Because, you know, in Matthew and in Luke, Jesus says, you hypocrites, you say red sky in the morning, sailors take warning, red sky at night, sailors delight, but you cannot understand the seasons and the times. You know how to read the natural weather, but you do not understand the times and the seasons in the Spirit. I don't want to be the red sky in the morning girl. I, wanted to, I want to understand the times and the seasons, the, what God is doing. So I began to really stand for that. And I, would, I was like, you know, I put some things that I'm believing God for on my mirror in my bathroom. And while I'm straightening my hair, I'm confessing these things. Babette is like the sons of Ishakar. She understands the seasons and the times, and she knows what to do. Babette is full of wisdom. She discerns what is happening in the government. She discerns who needs to be, who she should vote for, who should be in office, and who should not. And I'm confessing these things. Babette seeks first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things that she desires are added unto her. I like that they're added unto her, right? So I'm confessing and confessing and confessing. And then March 15th comes along, and I know that day because it was my dad's 85th birthday, and we were taking him out to eat. And it was the last day that the restaurants were open. The next day we go into quarantine. And I'm thinking, yeah, this doesn't seem like a good new thing. And I can't see the fulfillment in this. So I start to question what I got. It's really important to me. Like I hold myself pretty accountable to the prophetic working in and out of me. If I give somebody a word, I'll go back and I'll check. Is that real? Is that not real? If I give a word here, I go back to Gavin. I want to be genuine in the prophetic. I don't want to just be... I want to hold myself accountable in the prophetic. So I started questioning and going back to the Holy Spirit, going, did I miss you? Was that just like what I wanted? Because that can happen. And I mess up in the prophetic. If you're going to push the envelope in the prophetic, you're going you're to miss it as much as you're going to get it for a while. It's just the way we grow. And it's okay. As long as you go back to the person and say, dang, you know, I really think I missed it on that one. <laughs> Sorry. 
So my birthday comes, 2020, and you know what I've been praying, you know what I've been confessing, and the Lord says to me, Babette, this season will pass. Things may not be the same as they were as before, I'm sorry. But I will show myself strong on your behalf, and your latter days will be greater. Okay, now I'm sharing this with you not because I want you to know what God is saying to me. I'm sharing this with you because I think that there are a lot of us here who have experienced some very similar things. And I just want to let you know it's okay. And I want to bring you into my process so that you can then go and run in your process. And your process will be different than mine. It will be different than Rafa's. It will be your process. But it will be a process. Okay? And when he said to me, this is how he talks to me anyway, and he'll talk to you differently, your latter days will be greater. I knew that that was a scripture, but I couldn't have a context for it. So what did I do? I pulled out my phone and I Googled it. I'm very spiritual like that. And when I did that, the scripture came up. And it was Haggai 2, 5 through 9. And it says, my spirit stands firm and immovable and continues with you. Do not fear. That's what God is telling me. I'm going to highlight some things God told me because you know what? I didn't listen. And that's why I ended up angry. So I'm tattling. This whole thing is going to be tattling on Babette. Don't do this is the lesson. Okay. Once more in a little while, I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth. I will shake all the nations and they will come to the desire. No, I will shake all the nations. Sorry, I have like three translations all in written in a little while. I will come to the nations and they will come with desirable and precious things. I will fill this house with glory and splendor. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. The future glory of this house will be greater than the former. That's the little piece of the scripture that I got. And in this place, I shall give the ultimate peace and prosperity. And to make it easy to understand, the message says, this is going to end up better than it started out. A glorious beginning, but an ever more glorious finish. A place in which I will hand out wholeness and holiness. So he gave me that word, April 2020. And then, you know, I'm going and I'm going and, and I'm, you know, meeting with the Lord. And that's what I'm reading to is out of my, my journal. And he said to me on the 6th, um, Babette, don't fear for yourself. See, he knew I was going to go into fear. And so he kept saying, don't fear, don't fear, don't fear. Don't fear for yourself, for your future, your kids. Life is changing. You will adjust. The change is good. It's redirecting and causing people, all of us, all of us people, to evaluate our lives, our priorities, and our values. Did COVID not do that? Yeah. It will never be the same again. It won't ever be the same again, y'all. I mean, this has been a cataclysmic event, and the world has changed. I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm not saying for doom and gloom. I don't know, if it's, I don't know how it's going to change. I don't have that, in, that insight. But it just won't ever be the same. We can't go back. But it will be good, he, God said. <laughs> Many will seek me and come to know me in a saving knowledge. And um, so he said that. Then he said to me on Easter, this is Easter, that we didn't meet because of COVID, I just I sat down with him and I said, you know, just quieted my heart to have my quiet time. And I heard him say, Babette, do not fear what they fear. And I kind of knew that was a scripture too, but I didn't have a clue. So what did I do? I pulled out my phone and I Googled, do not fear what they fear. And guess what popped up? A scripture. <laughs> it was Isaiah 8.12. And, and Isaiah 8.12 says, you're not to say it's a conspiracy in regard to all the people call a conspiracy. Interesting. And you are not to, to fear what they fear, nor be in dread of it. It is the Lord that you are to regard as holy and awesome. He alone shall be your fear and your source of dread, not man. Then he shall be a sanctuary, a sacred and indestructible shelter for those who trust him. So I started seeing that there were two things happening in the spirit realm. There was something that was happening over here in the natural. 
And I felt like then there was something that was happening over here in the spirit that God was doing. Okay? This is being influenced by the demonic, but this was a conspiracy within the conspiracy that was God's conspiracy. Does that make sense? The wheel within the wheel. And, he's, and he continues to tell me, do not fear. So then he told me on the 27th of April, Babette, be pre- prepare your heart. This is a time of personal preparation for what I'm going to do. Bring your heart before me and allow me to prepare you for the next move. You can stumble in unprepared or you can glide in ready to go seamlessly. You choose. He's good. Either way, you're coming in because I called you for this season and your steps are ordered of me. Position yourself. Sometimes I think we take for granted that scripture because we hear it all the time. My steps are ordered of the Lord. But I want you to allow yourself to go back to a baseline of recognizing that God put everything in your life very intentionally. Everything in your life, every step you've taken toward him, every person you have met, even every experience, good, bad, lovely, whatever, has been intentional. He knew before the foundation of the world you would experience it, it was intentional. Some of the hard things that we've gone through have been so that we could be like the chick coming out of the egg out of the shell, and we need to build a muscle here where it's annoying in this area because we're going to fight a battle where we're going to need that muscle that we didn't have developed. Everything is intentional. Every person you know, every job you've ever had, every church you've ever gone to is intentional. Our steps are ordered of the Lord. That's every single step. Baby step, big step. He said, take time to pray in the Holy Spirit. Take time to hear my voice. Take time in my word. Seek me in everything and see me in everything. I don't care how horrendous the situation is. He's there. He promises to never leave us and never abandoned us. So we should be able to see him there. And when we can see him there, We can know how to stand because we stand like he stands. Babette, I want to show you things. This is another day. Babette, I want to show you things that you don't know. I want to take you places that you haven't been. And then he spoke to me about Isaiah 8, and he said, This is not a conspiracy of man and the devil. This is me using them and their pride against them. I am confronting humanism and its origins, and that is the God of this world. Right now, it's really interesting. It used to be that we were a theistic society. Theistic means that we were a society that focused on God. Like they say that there are caves of the people, paleo, whatever people. And in those old drawings, there are drawings of what looked like gods. Why? Because we're spirit beings created in the image of God. And we always have been. And so we're, we're, we are intrinsically bis- built to be theistic, which means to be god driven but we went from theism to humanism and humanism says I am smart I am God if I think there is a God then I am dumb so I won't be dumb so I will be God that's the simplistic humanism theism has a bible And that Bible is what we live our lives by, the Word of God. Kevin talked about it today, and we said amen, because it's you hear somebody like Kevin give that little preach, and our spirits get so excited. 
we say, amen. Right? Humanism also has a Bible. We learned its name. We're still learning its name through COVID. The Bible name of humanism is called data. We're doing this because the data says. Uh Uh-oh, we're doing that because the data says. Data is science-based. You want to know what the problem was with data? You can manipulate data. You can add to data. You can take away from data. And what happens when you do that? You change the results. But that's where we are. And then he said, I desire for you to be ready to move with me when I make my move. God, from the beginning of time, has always wanted Adam in partnership. In Genesis, he called Adam to name creation. And all through the Old Testament and into the New Testament, he's always wanted to partner with us. So he says, when I make my move, I want you with me. I desire you to sense it because you have developed your sensitivity to my subtleties. 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 Those little things that seem like a fleeting thought. Subtleties. We think it's a good idea. Here's where I am. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. Every. That means every good idea I have that works, that has a good result, comes from God. All the bad ones, Every time I come up with an idea and a plan, and it is successful, whether I'm planning an event here, something for my family, positioning myself financially, making financial decisions, I feel like I got a word from somebody. If it is successful, it comes from God. Those are the subtleties. So he said, develop your sensitivity to my subtleties. It will be a subtle shift, like a breeze. You can miss it, but it's powerful. It will change the world as you know it. I read that, I shared that with a friend, and she said, you know what, that reminds me of when Elijah was in the cave, and God called Elijah out of the cave, But the first thing that happened was this big, mighty wind that cracked the rock. But Elijah knew that that wasn't God. And he stayed in the cage, in the cage, in the cave for that. But then there was the gentle breeze. And God was in the gentle breeze. And he came out. So at this point, what was going on on the inside of me, I'm getting, you know, this, I'm having this dialogue, conversation with the Holy Spirit, and he's sharing me these things that are, you know, it's what I'm believing for. I want to be like the sons of Ishakar, who understood the times and the seasons, and they knew what to do. The problem was that I didn't know what to do, and I wasn't asking the question. That's not God's, that's not on God, that's on me. I was running and, and, and jumping up in Father God's lap, and I was getting these downloads, and instead of having a conversation, I was getting off, I was jumping down off his lap and going, charge, 
So then he, he took me to Proverbs 3.5. And I camped there for a really, really long time. And it started to really change my life. Because I started to begin to see it as a pair of glasses that I need to put on and see the world through. So Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust. Secure yourself in the Lord. Feel safe. Be careless in the Lord. All means totality. Heart, Gavin taught on this, is that place within us where the soul and the spirit intersect. Don't lean, Babette, don't lean to your own understanding. He showed me this. Here's me. Here's trust. Trust is faith, and it's supernatural. Understanding is what I can see, and it's completely natural. Understanding are my my education, my experiences, my opinions, others' opinions, others' thoughts, other people, whatever, TV, all the things that have influenced me externally, the way I was raised. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean into your own understanding, all that stuff. In all your ways, in the totality of what you experience, acknowledge him. And that word acknowledge is the word yada, from no, which is an intimate no. It's like the no of a couple, of a married couple. It's an intimate no. So in all your ways, intimately know him. So Father, um, I was invited to go over to this place. Are you cool with that? Is this a good place for me to be? Is hanging out with these people in my best interest? Or Father, this is happening out in the world right now and it's really, really bothering me. Like I'm really ticked off about it. How do you feel? Father, COVID is here. And everybody's scared and I can feel the terror that I felt in 9-11 in the air. What are you wanting me to feel? Because the spirit of the air is not God. keeps going and I love it and I'll I'll go quicker he says don't be impressed with your own wisdom okay that's pretty straightforward or one other virus says don't be wise in your own eyes don't think you know it all instead fear the Lord and turn from evil give your undivided devotion to God it's another one and then it goes on to say It will be health to your body. So how many of us have stuff going on in our bodies that are caused by the stress because we're not trusting in the Lord with all our heart, because we're leaning to our own understanding, because we're not acknowledging Him in all our ways, and anxiety and stress and tension and anger come in And they cause chemical reactions in our bodies that fill the hospitals. So it says, it will be health to your body. You will be healthy. Your body will glow with health. That's one translation. And your bones will vibrate with life. (laughs) 
Then it goes on to say, glorify God with your wealth, honoring him with your increase and with your very best. Then your barns will be abundantly filled. So this year I had a major change in my finances. I was not expecting it. I did not plan for it. And I had a plan. And I thought I got the plan from the Lord. And then this change in my finances came. And my, my understanding, my degree is in business and finance, so my understanding is if your clash flow, if your clash flow, if your cash flow goes down on this side, you don't spend on this side. That's not natural wisdom. Right? You adjust. Keep that balance sheet balanced. So I went, I did go to the Lord and I was like, okay, Jesus, I guess we're not doing all this stuff. And he said, I gave you a plan. I was like, yeah, but Jesus, the money. And he said, I gave you a plan. So I went and I did the plan. Unbeknownst to me that I was going to get a check in the mail that I was not planning for that would more than cover what I was having done. Trust in the Lord. Trust. Faith. Supernatural. Okay, so now we're back to to now, and I just yelled at my mom. (gasps) And the Lord showed me these things I was angry at. So I'll share with you some of them. I was angry because all this stuff has brought a ton of division in my family, so much so that there was a wedding planned that um, the reception was just recently because of COVID. And um, those of us that weren't vaxxed were sat at a table on the back. And that hurt. I was angry because my dad kept writing me what I call nasty grams. And to other people in our family, not just me, he didn't signal me out, he's an equal opportunity employer, (laughs) that were majorly controlling over the whole COVID stuff. Because different people have different views. I was angry because I have watched people be so afraid that they stop coming to church. And then they don't grow spiritually. Because it's really hard to stay in that same place when you don't have the input of the body and seeing what it's done to them. I was mad because my daughter owns a business. And... Small business owners are trashed in this. I was mad because people I love had passed away. I was mad because I thought 2020 was going to be something that it was not. And so I was mad. And I was mad at God. And you know what? He handled it. It didn't trip him out. So I saw all those things, and like I said, I went, yep, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And there was only one that I really wanted to talk to God about. And that was, why did I get those words? Because I kind of gone around and I was like, no, 
I heard God. You know? And, and he answered me. He always answers me. There's never a question he doesn't want us to ask. He loves three-year-olds. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? My grandkids are like, it's a red car. Why? <laughs> because they made it red. But why, Lala? <laughs> because they did. <laughs> so I asked him, why did you tell me all that and not prepare me at the get-go? Because I had bought into it so much. And he said, I did not prepare you. You did exactly what the Israelites did. I told them they were getting a savior. And all they could think of was that they were going to be able to topple the Romans. And so when I arrived as savior, after the Maccabees and after everything they had been through, they couldn't receive that their king was born in a manger because he didn't look like what he thought, what they thought he would look like. Because their deliverance didn't look like what they thought it was going to look like. And I did that. And we always make fun of them. Like, how could they not have seen it? It's written in Isaiah. (laughs) Well, how could I not have seen it? So I feel like that day he illuminated to me my heart when I snapped at my mom. And sometimes he illuminates things to us like that. So what I really want to encourage you to do is look at the things that are bugging you. And maybe... It's him with that flashlight. You know, sometimes I could have easily been like, you spirit of anger, leave me. (laughs) I would have missed an opportunity. I could have, I thought I should, I was supposed to sozo it. Okay, Father God, when was the first time I felt this way? Who do I need to forgive? And I love the sozo ministry. But that's, so let me tell you what he said. So I'm in the car, and he tells me, you're so angry, and he shows me these things, and I agree with him, and and stuff like that. And I get this picture, when he's saying that, of me, and I'm carrying, like, all this baggage, like, six on this side, and six on this side. And I'm going through, and then, you know, and if if all the handles are here, then, you know, the bags are kind of, like, going like this, Right? And like this. So it makes me really big with all my baggage. And I'm trying to fit through doors and then getting more angry because I don't fit. I can't take this baggage where I want to go. Okay? And, but I'm like, you know, like determined. I'm going. But I've got this baggage. And I was like, okay, God, what do I do? What, like, what do I do? And that's when I started thinking, so, so, counseling, Lobotomy. (laughs) And, you know, and he says, just let it go. And as I did this, he dissolved them. He just dissolved them. And the weight lifted. And we were able to have then some other conversations. And I'm free. I'm free. And that's what he wants for all of us. So, in the process of all this, I was kind of in Philippians a lot, and I'm just going to read it real quick. Don't ever limit your joy or fail to rejoice in the wonderful experience of knowing our Lord Jesus. Be aware of those religious hypocrites. I was the religious hypocrite, so be aware of your own self. Like, put the mirror there. 
okay? Because it's not the church, it's us, okay? Be aware of those religious hypocrites that teach us that we should be circumcised to please God. We have already experienced heart circumcision, and we worship God in the power and freedom of the Holy Spirit, not in laws and religious duties. We are those who boast in what Jesus Christ has done and not in what we can accomplish in our own strength. It is true that I once relied on all that I had become. I had reason to boast and to impress people. And he goes and he lists his accomplishments. All of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I've now forsaken. It's time to not live in our past accomplishments. We've all done great things, even exploits in the kingdom. But it's a new season. I regard it all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus as my Lord. To truly know him meant letting go of everything from the past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. My passion is to be consumed with him and not clinging to my own righteousness based in keeping the written law. You know, we carry a written law within our hearts sometimes of our do's and don'ts and shoulds and shouldn'ts. And we need to let it go. And the things that are causing us to cling on to them When the flashlight comes, I encourage you, let it shine and explore with him. And don't think that you can root those things out on your own. It would be so silly. I could have put myself in five years of counseling, and all I had to do was this. Keep reading Philippians 4 when you get home, or 3. So put your hand on your heart. Father God, we give you permission to dissect our hearts. We want the metamorphosis. We want the change from the inside out that only you can do. We allow the illumination and the light of the Holy Spirit to go into every crevice to pull up the rugs, all the things we've stuffed under the rugs, stuffed in closets, stuffed in drawers, things we don't want to look at. We trust you that when we look at them, there won't be any shame. They'll actually be a relief. And that we can let it go. We enter into that divine tension with you, Holy Spirit, of letting go and holding on. And we thank you for the freedom that we are going to expect to begin to happen in this season of transition. We thank you for the revelation that's coming. We thank you for the capacity that we're going to gain to be able to walk in our divine purpose unhindered, unchained, completely free not afraid, not second-guessing. And we thank you for it now. And we love you. And we trust you implicitly. In Jesus' name.